Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Oh, yes, indeed. Good morning. Good Saturday. Another couple of weeks ahead of us here of wonderful... Oh, it's going to get hot? Oh, never mind. It's a great day today. The weather, I think, is just uh, pretty dandy. I uh, like these overcast days because they feel a little cooler, a little more comfortable as we get outside, out and about. Uh, some of the things I'm going to ask you to do is take a look around, uh, walk about and a look around your home. Take a peek at the roof. Take a look all around your property and just see. Is it what you expect it to be? Is there a branch, a log, a shingle that is on your roof that doesn't belong there? Uh, We've had some very interesting weather issues with some high winds. Uh, You never know what's going to blow around and wind up in your yard, on your roof, whatever that place may be. Just inspect what you expect to see. Something out of place, something out of touch. If there's any kind of maybe plants, little leaves growing out of your gutters that might be an indication that you might need to get those gutters changed or or cleaned so that they drain the water properly down off the roof if you don't have a clean and clear running gutter and downspout including any underground pipes down below that that backs up resists the water exhaustion off your roof backs up sometimes cause water damage inside your house just because you forgot to clean the gutters. So do those simple things like that. Scott Mosby here, two hours, home improvement. We have questions for you, answers for you, and we will share those both here on the phone lines at 314-436-7900, That's toll-free anywhere on the globe, 800-925-1120. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The Midwest always a Lovely place to be. Sometimes a little better than others. We've got uh, hurricanes on the East Coast or a hurricane on the East Coast that's going to whip things up. Sooner or later, the rotational uh, movement of that weather, just like the jet stream from the West, eventually that weather coming down, possibly rain from the East, all those things, you know, depending upon the rotation of wind and all, might touch us. And if it touches us, it's going to be a dandy. So be prepared for that. Now is the time to prepare for coming weather we get a few days respite here we've had some very interesting things a lot of power outages around town and i'm prepared to talk about some of those things and what you can do to protect yourself your home your electrical panel and your electronics inside your home from electrical surges and drops of power because what happens is when the power goes down and there just isn't any electric running through the wires coming to your home when they turn that electric back on, it's kind of a surge, <clears throat> excuse me, whether or not you're starting a blower motor, <clears throat> pardon me, whether or not you're starting a blower motor on your furnace or starting a fan or your automobile, whatever it is, that first oomph surge of power is indeed more than your normal 120 volts on many occasions. So ideally, be prepared to... Uh, um, 
check your electronics, things like televisions, stereos, cell phones, computers. Uh, Laptops kind of have a battery, so the power goes into the battery, then the battery comes to the laptop. But if you have a desktop computer, then you really need to protect that either with some sort of a UPS uninterruptible power supply, surge protector, all those sorts of things that happen. My name is Scott Mosby. I've been on this KMOX show for about 24 years. It's a real pleasure and honor for me to serve you here on what I call University of KMOX. I bring to you a lot of mistakes. I am the guy who makes all the mistakes 10, 20, 30, 40 years before you, so I can tell you all about them and you can avoid those. So think of me as your pre-disastered plan to avoid problems. Yep, indeed. Uh, I own and operate Mosby Building Arts. We're in our 70-plus year, um, founded in 1947 by my father. So we've been around the block a long time. Not only have we fixed and corrected most of the problems of our industry, in that amount of times, folks, uh, I must admit and report to you, we probably created some of those problems in our industry because we are um, subject to the training and the materials we have. What's been happening now in the last 30 years and why I call this kind of um, uh, oh, a building technology is the manufacturers have been creating new products, new processes, and what's called an assembly, uh, adding a new product to a wall system of how we build, you know, the two-by-four wall in a house, say. Well, that new product may not quite get along too well. It may be too high performance for the old pieces in that wall assembly, two-by-fours, plywood, if you will, OSB, if you will. And then you get into house wrap, Tyvek, flashing tape, uh, insulation, various types of foam. Uh, then you get to uh, cellulose and then fiberglass. And now we've got rock wool, which is back again after half a century. As an, so all this stuff keeps changing. And if you think it's easy and there's just one right answer, it's not. So that's what we talk about here on University of KMOX, 314-436-7900, Pleased to be here. We've got lots of things happening. Let's fire up the phones and get going right away, see what's happening with my friend Al. Hey, Al, good morning. Welcome to KMOX, mon frere. How can I help you this Saturday morning? Yeah, good morning, Scott. Um, I'll try to be as brief as I can, but I need to set up my question about my uh, chimney cap repair. Uh-huh. Uh, after I did a lot of research, I chose a company to repair my chimney on a full masonry fireplace because I have deteriorating brick and mortar, and they replaced about 14 courses of brick and a concrete cap. Uh, yeah. They did treat the chimney and cap with a Siloxone PD, which they recommended. And I believe I heard a contractor on your show a few weeks ago recommend that product also. Yes. Um, they, they also uh, recalked, recalked the flashing and tuck point of the old bricks as needed, and I feel they were thorough and generally lived up to their uh, A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. And as mm-hmm. I recall, they had a, about a four- to five-star rating on Home Advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brick workmanship, I think, was excellent. They did a superb job on protecting my property and clean up after the work. And after the job was completed, I went on the roof with one of the workers. And uh, to my disappointment, the workmanship on the cap was not to the standard of the masonry work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were small pieces of slag, trowel marks, uh, and a generally uneven surface. And I asked the gentleman to do some extra shaping, but it was set up too much to do a lot, but slightly smooth some of the sharper edges. And I don't know if that troweling messed up the seal on the siloxone or not, but it's probably a moot point, a moot question now, because when I checked the crown this past Thursday, uh, a week to the day after the crown, uh, cap was complete, 
there were some cracks in the cement cap, which made the siloxylin irrelevant, I think. Uh, the contractors offered to put on a free coat of something called chimney saver crown coat, which is a, a white uh, elastomeric sealant uh, over the cement cap. But I've been warned in the past about this particular material that it can trap moisture underneath and be worse than, uh, you know, worse than not having protection. Um, another contractor that I called for some advice said that the nature of the cement cap is the crack and suggested a coating of something called Crown Safe. And based on the description of that product, uh, uh, I think I'd had the same concerns about the Crown Safe as the Chimney Saver Crown Coat. So the cap that was removed was 52 years old and only had one crack that didn't look like it was a stress crack. And I think a previous owner had caulked that over 40 years ago, and the caulk was solid until the other day when the crown was removed. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't trust that if a new cap was replaced by the original contractor or another contractor that it wouldn't crack again. Uh, so maybe it's a lost art form. I will say one other thing uh, uh, that it was and is my intention uh, to install a good quality aluminum chimney cap over the over the cap and flue. But I want the, the you know the cement cap under it to be really the waterproof barrier. So all that to my question: <laughs> Where do you recommend that I go from here to get a good a good waterproof cement cap on my chimney. Well, number one, I'd ask for the cap to be what I expected to be removed and reinstall it. Here's kind of what happens. Uh, one of the secrets of concrete mortar and any cementitious material is if you put too much water into it and it's very workable, pliable, and it's easy to trowel and move, whether it's poured flat concrete, concrete on a foundation, or a mortar material on a chimney cap, the more water you put in, the more water goes away. When water goes away, volume leaves, and when that happens, cracks ensue. So the drier the drier, the less amount of, mon- of mo- water you can put in any cement, the stronger the cement is, and therefore the less cracking or movement. That's number one. Number two is it probably will still crack anyway. That's one of the promises of concrete and mortar and all that is it, the movement of uh, shrinkage in this time of year, you know, any time of year really is just going to cause that crack. So I would plan for that. That's number one. Number two, any kind of a coating on the top of that that chimney cap think of it as a roof so don't be concerned about moisture not getting out you want the moisture to come out through the siloxin side of the brick not necessarily the mortar so your roof is that chimney cap that cement so whether you put an elastomeric on there or uh, whatever kind of material um, that is a water um, proof cap hat chimney um, lid. So don't worry about the water or the moisture not coming out. That's the job of the walls. And that's why many of the, uh, for example, uh, Masonry uh, um, Association of St. Louis, um, they don't recommend uh, um, waterproofing brick because it, it slows down how fast the brick dries out, which is a big issue in the winter. If the moisture is still there and the temperature drops, you're going to spall that brick. So I still am a fan of the siloxane. Uh, love the stuff. Uh, it does breathe a good bit. Don't worry about the water not coming through the chimney cap. But uh, really, uh, the quality of the contract you describe probably should get a chance to replace that uh, cement cap. And they can do it with a ladder. They don't need to set up the whole, you know, um, uh, scaffolding to get there generally. Yeah, but there's still a pretty good chance that even that would would crack again though oh always well anything with cement in it mortar 
Uh, anything. Yeah. So just be aware that uh, doing the best they can. But uh, the biggest thing that I heard that's the highest quality is putting a chimney cap over that so that your driving rain and such mm-hmm. um, is not, you know, that that lid, that cover, that metal thing keeps mm-hmm. as much of the water out of your flues and out from around those flues and cement cap. So am I understanding you to say then that something like the chimney safe or the crown safe would be okay to put over it oh sure oh yeah, sure okay. a lot of these things are are the best bad choice you have mm-hmm. you know perfection is just not attainable in natural mother nature applications so mm-hmm. you know sometimes that you still have you know human uh um mm-hmm. Uh, experience or error or intense heat, intense humid, you know, I mean, temperatures. So you're lucky to get on cement anything a pretty decent job. It's it's tougher. The the really good ones make it look easy, but it is not. Okay. All right. Okay. Sounds like you've got a good contractor there, Al. I would I would ride that horse uh, till the end of the race because if they did that much work and did that good a job, mm-hmm. um, I, I, they deserve a, a – another chance frankly in my mind because well, who else are you going to get i mean you already yeah. have a proven team why wouldn't you I mean, choose them again yeah well i mean they, they did say that they would put on that uh coating free for me i don't i don't know if it's worth you know if, if it's that much chance for recracking uh i think i would probably take them up on their offer for the free coating of the uh of the other material with you or not. yeah I, I wouldn't fear that that uh, a waterproof coating on the top of anything whether it's a mm-hmm. roof or a chimney or a mm-hmm. metal you know that that's the appropriate place for lack of moisture movement yeah and if any moisture did get underneath like you say it's gonna come out through the through the bricks on the side there so, okay. yeah yeah let me pop your bubble just a little bit that okay. cement cap is going to shrink it sits on top of a pile mm-hmm. of bricks called your chimney so if you right. get a perfect chimney cap no cracks mm-hmm. in there that thing's going to shrink just a little bit and when the water comes around the edge of that perfect chimney cap it's going to get to mm-hmm. the end of that cement and there'll be a little shrinkage crack between the brick and your new perfect cap and you're still back where you so i mean Perfection yeah. is just unattainable. Mother Nature is undefeated. Yeah, I know that. I kept the other one maintained like that. So when they apply yeah. this stuff, it'd be best to come down over that over that joint, maybe even onto the to the first course of brick or so. Oh right. yeah, but that you know again, then you get into the aesthetics. You do you really yeah. want a you know pinstripe chimney at the top of your house? That's going to be the only one in the neighborhood that looks like that. Mm-hmm. So the aesthetic, we get into this with downspout locations on gutters. Mm-hmm. So be careful what you ask for. You might get the performance performance, but you also get this striped looking chimney that looks pretty odd duck out there. So be careful. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. The answer okay. the answer is yes and no. I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you, sir. All right, I'll take care. Good question. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, we're off and running. Uh, get started a little bit. Really good question. I'm going to uh, get back into this a little bit more. Uh, we do have a guest on today, Brian uh, Adcock, coming from uh, the uh, folks at Helitech. We've had so much water going. I uh, pressed the fresh flesh of Brian, and uh, he's he's going to stand by here. So uh, he's going to call in in a few minutes here and join us on KMOX. Phone lines, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. We're going to talk about 
windows, doors, waterproofing, foundations, and how to keep your house dry because we've got the pro Brian Edcock here from Helitech right here. Be back in a minute on KMOX. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, two full hours today. Phone lines wide open for you, 314-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. As promised, we have the expert of the day, Brian Adcock here of Helitech. Brian, are you with me here? I'm here, Scott. Hey, brother, good morning. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the help. My pleasure. Always great to be on with you. Hey, tell me, Brian, what's cooking out there in the world of foundation waterproofing and all the kind of repairs and uh, structures you uh, perform at Helitech? Bring me up to speed. Yeah, well, we're always excited uh, about our systems and um, products that we use for foundation repair, waterproofing, and concrete leveling. And, you know, we when we got a good thing, we stick with it. And we're always trying to innovate. We do have uh, an exciting new product called our, called our Helibrace. Uh, for lateral failure on foundation walls, we're very excited about it. Tell me about this helibrace. So commonly, people I beams put some sort of I beams mm-hmm. on the wall to stabilize a bowing wall or a rotating wall. Uh, and you know, frankly, we've had re- we've had to replace those so many times over the years with uh, um, you know improper installations, and we. Uh, we went to the drawing board, and uh, our engineers did a fantastic job, uh, along with our friends over at Entech. And we put together an American-made steel system where we use the floor joists and uh, in the footing to secure in certain situations uh, is a much easier, uh, less invasive procedure uh, to stabilize the wall versus some of our better options with the helical wall anchor, which we still love, and uh, just about any situation short of a, a complete remove and replace, those are very effective for us. But the Helibrace gives us another tool in our belt, and we're, we're, we're very proud of it. Nice, nice. Well, with the rain and the such, how, how is uh, how has the recent weather of the past month affected the types of projects you're looking for? You know, with our KMWX listeners. Yeah, you, we we have seen some more uh, exterior applications with our Hydroway uh, waterproofing mm-hmm. system, uh, which was used uh, at that Field of Dreams game. Many uh, listening might have uh, seen on TV. Uh, up in Iowa, which is a very neat event Major League Baseball put on. But they had a whole hydroway system underneath there, uh, you know, because it's, you know, scheduled stuff to just do it the next day in a game like that, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we had, we saw some amazing rain events, uh, especially in, like, St. Charles County, uh, almost 10 inches uh, of oh. rain uh, within a two-day period, which is a tremendous amount of rain. So people who didn't have water before – or it was just a little bit, suddenly not only their basements had water, but their your yards were full of water. And so we've seen a lot of exterior applications, which, uh, which the hydroway is very effective uh, in, in, in controlling water outdoors. Nice, nice. Well, Brian, will you stick around for a little bit for us and uh, see if we uh, dig up a few uh, phone questions for you? We'll uh, keep you in, in uh, standing by, if you don't mind. I'll do that and look forward to helping folks out. 
All right, stand by Brian Adcock, Helitech uh, Foundation and, uh, wa- and uh, Waterproofing. So stay tuned right here. We're going to have lots of things. Let's go right to my friend and talk with uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you this fine morning here on KMOX? Oh, hang on a minute. Let me see if I get the right buttons. Mike, are you there? Whoop, hang on. Good morning. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I got you now. Michael, good morning. How can I help you, friend? Hello? Yep, Mike, you're on. How can I help you this oh, morning? I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got a driveway. It's almost 20 years old, and it's pitted and has cracks. What's the best solution short of tearing it up and replacing it? Uh, there are cap uh, coatings that you can put on either acrylic, which can look like a uh, uh, any kind of a stamped pattern or whatever. It is kind of a, uh, an acrylic modified cement. It goes on kind of like a cream. Uh, or there are things with epoxy and stone, kind of an epoxy stone. I forget some of the brand names for those. Those go over the top. The issue with those is they're still labor intensive, and wherever you have cracks in the found in the uh, driveway, those will telegraph through that new material because your concrete structure, the big plates, the slabs in your driveway or sidewalk, they will continue to move, hinge, and separate where those cracks are. So generally on those recoating or covering uh, systems, they're somewhere around half the cost of concrete, maybe 60% depending upon, but you have a limited amount of success. So I would say half the time people wind up going ahead replacing the concrete or leaving it alone. Uh, in the other half, we want to ha- go ahead and cover it with something because, you know, ugly concrete's ugly concrete. Sometimes just making it not so... Um, aesthetically displeasing is the objective okay thank you appreciate your program love listening to you thank you're welcome mike sorry for my fat fingers here as we get started on the morning no it's okay thanks have a great day okay take care michael phone lines 314-436-7900-800-925-1120-800-925-1120 let's see what's happening with my buddy dennis hey dennis good morning scott mosby here how can i help you here on university of kmox oh there we go again thanks. yes sir hello yeah dennis Hi. <laughs> thanks for taking my call um yeah. i have a, a back porch that's currently screened in Mm-hmm. And I would like to replace the screens with louvered windows. It's um, I've had a hard time finding a company that sells them. And I found one over in Hawaii, but that's not going to do me much good. Um, yeah. yeah. So is, are, are they still relatively, are they still being made? And do people, you know, you know a company that installs them? Well, I'm going to give you a deeper answer than you asked. The name of the windows is generally the Jalousy, J-A-L-O-U-S-I-E, kind of the crank-out little um, things. Is that what you're describing, Dennis? Yes, yes, it is. It's just what my grandmother had on her front porch, and they work perfect. Yeah, they are they are good units. They are dated in their appearance. There are very, very few companies that um, uh, make those. Uh, they're hard to find, as you have discovered, and most of it is an aesthetic objection, not that there's anything wrong. So that's number one. Number two, I'm going to get into some structural uh, building codes and engineering that when you have a screen porch, the way that porch is built 
for high winds uh, pushing against the side, the wind goes right through those screens. They offer a little bit of resistance, but not much. If you put up storm windows, jalousies, glass, uh, any kind of a window like that, it increases the uh, wind resistance and therefore the lateral pushover uh, forces of high winds. And oftentimes those structures are not made uh, to withstand that. So uh, typically if you go through and uh, wind up uh, permitting this and putting these windows in, which sounds pretty simple, uh, you can get in over your head very quickly, and the way to change some of that is to put rack braces, kind of um, plywood at the corners, or structurally rack brace sometimes the columns underneath that uh, deck or whatever. But just, just know this, there's a lot more to it than just pulling off the screens and putting on glass. Be careful what you ask for, you just might get it, and that thing winds up, you know, 20% off kilter because it got blown by a heavy wind of which we've had several here recently yes we have um okay so would i start out then having someone tell me if the deck was strong enough to actually support windows like this yeah yeah it's yeah um uh, what uh, what part of town do you live in dennis uh, over in illinois and edwardsville Illinois Edwardsville. Yeah, Edwardsville is on a fairly current uh, building code uh, because of the expansion and how healthy Edwardsville is. Um, I, I can tell you they're going to be uh, pretty uh, thorough with how they um, address this. So uh, you can actually go into the city hall if you want, um, talk to them at the mm -hmm. uh, permit desk, and they'll they'll talk to you about it. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, Dennis, you bet. Hey, uh, Brian Adcock of Helitech, Scott Mosby here standing by. Uh, tell me, uh, Brian, tell me a little bit about the various um, areas, the territories. I am I, amazed at how you understand what the soil conditions are like around in St. Charles and Illinois and southern Missouri and the various places, St. Louis County. Uh, you guys carry with you just an incredible knowledge of what the dirt underground is like. Tell me more about how, how you see various uh, soil types around town. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, you start talking about clay soils and, you know, uh, engineers could start reeling off, you know, a dozen <laughs> types of clay soils. And so there is variance throughout the region uh, on the <clears throat> depending you know, from the perspective of waterproofing, when you have real sandy soils, the water, you can get the water to, to channel where you want it sometimes easier. You don't have the expansive nature of the clay soils getting saturated. You know, all the way to rocky soils when you get into foundation repairs and having to, you know, drive piers down into the ground. Uh, there's there's definitely uh the the experience we we have in the history in the many different areas around the region has given us, uh, you know, kind of an advantage in going into a lot of projects as we, you know, continue year after year to decide what the proper tool in that belt is for that situation in that home. Because you don't want to have just a, okay, here's, here's what works in most situations, uh, you know, uh, a widget. Uh, you want to really apply that to the specific soil types in the area. 
Yeah, I understand. Um, uh, so it, basically, that situation is uh, such that uh, uh, anyway, it's an issue as far as experience of knowing, you know, what kind of resistance you're going to get out of the soil, whether it's loamy, whether it drains, all that sort of stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, will you stand by a little bit when we take a short break here, Brian? Happy to, Scott. Thanks very much for having us. You bet. Brian Edcock, Helitech uh, Foundation Repair and Waterproofing. This is Scott Mosby. We have phone lines open for you. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We'll stand by. We'll be right back for more after this. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, Scott Mosby, Brian Adcock, back with you here on KMOX. Seminar coming up this week, a webinar, if you will. That's August 25th, 1130 a.m. to 1230. All about siding, windows, roofing, and door. Basically, how do you keep the water out of a building? That's what the uh, seminar is about. Uh, check out callmosby.com and sign up for that webinar. It is 20, August 25th, 1130, and it is online. You have to register to get the link, so... Uh, uh, just uh, check out, uh, log on to mosbybuildingarts.com, all big one word. Or for those of you that can't remember all those words like me, call Mosby like telephone, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com. Click on seminar, sign up. It'll be very interesting. Next month on September 22nd, 10 Steps to a Successful Bathroom Remodel. Basically, where do you start? Who do you call? Who does what? How does it work? And what's the best opportunity for you to come out on top? So lots of things to talk about. Let's get to my buddy here and talk to Mario. Mario, good morning. Welcome. Cam Wex here. How can I help you, my friend? Yes, thank you very much for taking my call. I have a question about uh, my basement. I have uh, just newly refinished it, and uh, I put an epoxy floor down on the basement floor, and I um, it's starting to bubble. And whenever I puncture one of the bubbles, there's water in it. So um, I didn't know. Uh, I have a poor foundation, so I was wondering um, – what uh what kind of remedies would you recommend for uh for me to fix this okay let's turn to brian adcock of helitech hey brian good morning what can you help with uh mario here good, uh, good morning mario uh, so typically when you're seeing water come up like that that's from hydrostatic pressure uh okay. likely from an expansive uh saturated clay soil and okay. water you need to have a place for the water to go uh, give you some perspective when they build new homes now you know builders aren't required to put an interior drain system in some do and that's fantastic uh, but it is now every new home has to have, at least have a sump pit in it okay and the sump pit alone will help collect some of the water lower some of that hydrostatic pressure in that area but typically on on a most basements you're going to have to do a drainage system as well that will go around the perimeter of the foundation inside and then discharge into a sump pit. So that's really your best bet to make sure that you don't have that continued water and moisture come up through. Because uh, any sealing you do, that sort of thing, water is going to find a different spot. Water tends to always find a way. Some other simple things you can do uh, is get rid of your roof load of water effectively. 
Make sure your gutters are clean, working, downspouts are big enough, and that they're also ran away from the foundation, at least 10 to 15 feet. And we, Helitech does that for a lot of customers. Well, we're, you know, we'll come in and put in a sump pump and or a drainage system and take the gutters out. When I do a sump pump discharge, a lot of times if there's a gutter right there in the corner, we might as well transition to a four inch and take that away as well. Okay, thank you very much for your answer. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Mario, You're just welcome, think Mario. about it. You just have to make a better offer to that water to escape or else it will continue to try and escape through your epoxy on that floor. So okay. you've got to drop that. Basically, give it an easier way to drain out, which is collecting it and pumping it out, as Brian's describing. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Okay. Take care, Mario. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Let's see what else we've got here, Brian. Let's go to, uh, how's about uh, Diane? Hey, Diane, good morning. Welcome to KMOX, and how can we help you here this fine morning? Hi, I'm calling with regard to windows and doors, um, metal frame on a concrete wall. My metal frame at the top is rusting and kind of pulling away from the concrete. And I don't exactly know who, how to approach the repair on this, who to call, what to do. Um, I don't know if I call window people or concrete people or what, but I need help. <laughs> yeah. Is this on your foundation up at the top of the foundation, those metal frame windows? Yes, it's an exposed basement wall that's concrete. Yeah, yeah. What, a walkout. Uh, what is the siding or brick? What's on the outside of your house above that wall? All brick. All brick. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Here's what's happening. Uh, moisture is getting behind that brick and condensate leakage or whatever, even around the windows and doors. The water is made to properly travel behind the brick. And then the issue is right at the top of the foundation, they put in a flashing membrane, sometimes plastic. Uh, years back, it used to be sisal paper, which is kind of a real thin copper. Um, and so the water coming down behind that brick inside what you know is your wall that water is sitting on top of that metal frame and there's no place for it to go out so it just sits there and rusts your metal frame uh, it will not stop you can't go back and really add uh, flashing to it uh, you can indeed pull that metal frame out or leave it cut as much of it out as possible and put in a new window like a vinyl or something and add a flashing um, L-shaped piece above that window installation to try and divert the water around that but this is um, uh, this is one of those errors that we as an industry have been doing and uh, didn't quite get it uh, buttoned up because it's really, you can't get back <laughs> inside that wind, that uh, wall again and stop that water mm -mm. from coming down. You know what I mean? I know. I know. And it was built in 1976. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong structurally. It's just going to always be rusty and it'll always be ugly and it won't get better, only worse. So it's kind of like uh, an aesthetic issue. There's no real structure issue with that, but... Uh, that is a yeah. window replacement issue. Not a big deal, but it, it's uh, nine out of ten of them will just put the new window in the same wrong way this one is. So you have to get the right company. <laughs> and we'll go another 50 years maybe. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for your help. Okay, Diane. Sorry for the bad news, but uh, I do know the answer is the good news. All right. 
Take care. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, Brian Adcock standing by with Helitech. Scott Mosby here on the microphone. We're going to take a short pause. Be back for more after this. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Yes, indeed. Scott Mosby, Brian Adcock of Helitech with us now. Uh, Brian, thank you for coming in this fine morning and helping out with our questions and answers on our uh, phone on our phones today. My pleasure, Scott. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, before you go, tell me how we get in touch with you guys. Uh, website, phone number, uh, you know, cell phone, uh, your child's home phone, and all that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is the the phone number at the office. Uh, which if you have some questions or want to set up an appointment for us to come out and have a look for you, give at least, at the very least, give you some friendly advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, phone number at the office is 800-246-9721. And it's also very useful to go to our website, helitechonline.com. Uh, you can even set up an appointment uh, from the website, and there's a lot of useful information there. We'd be happy to come take a look and figure out what's best for you. Right on. Hey, Brian, thanks for coming in. Appreciate the help and uh, the assistance this morning. Have a good rest of the day and good week. We'll do it. You as well. Thanks, Scott. All right. Brian Adcock, Helitech Home Improvement Foundation Repair. Scott Mosby standing by. News, weather, and sports coming up here for next two hours of next hour of home improvement. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And welcome lunchtime, middle of the day, top of the hour, 12 noon here, center of the country, University of KMOX. One more hour of home improvement. We're going to talk about all things about your home, Uh, windows, doors, siding, all those things, front porches, how to go about getting bathrooms started, things like that. But indeed, with all the heavy weather that we've had in the recent past, and I think we're in for a little bit more, we're not finished with this uh, unusual weather pattern that's upon us for rain and wind and storms and, and uh, you know, cats and dogs falling out of the sky, things like that. Uh, just keep in mind that your house needs a little bit of oversight. You just want to take a peek, walk around, get comfortable uh, at least once a week, especially after any storm event or wind event, uh, rain or not, uh, just be aware of what's going on around the outside of your house. Um, things like uh, I've had neighbors screens blow off the house and near to the the backyard, and if they continued to blow, they could damage something around my home as well. So just be aware, things are not always originating on your house, but they can affect the repairs and maintenance to your structure and residence. Uh, phone lines here for getting together on the uh, Home Improvement Show here the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Thanks again to Brian Adcock of Helitech coming in for the second half of Hour 1 and helping us through some of the questions, answers, and just uh, keeping us apprised of what's happening in waterproofing uh, basements and foundation repair, various things with that. So thanks to Brian Adcock again. Uh, 314-436-7900. This is a great time to get on. I don't have any calls. We're top of the hour here. Had a short little pause. 314 314- 436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. My name is
name is Scott Mosby. Uh, I've been around here for a long time. And uh, just think of me as helping you get things done correctly. Uh, because I've made most of the mistakes for you. Uh, we can really share those. I, I'm, I'm, uh, my ego is intact. Uh, I've uh, been part of the problem. I've been part of the solution. And now I'm trying to be part of avoiding the future problems as we guide our industry into different uh, building methods, um, uh, assemblies. Uh, and when you hear me say assembly, it sounds like a weird word for construction. But for example, when you look at wall insulation, a fiberglass R13 or R11 wall insulation, the R value of that is just the performance of just that one building material insulation only but the u value is uh, a measurement of how the entire assembly works for uh, including the two by fours the sheathing uh, the wall the house wrap the siding that's on there flashing on that drywall on the inside what kind of paint you paint the drywall with or plaster on the interior wall that is considered the assembly and that is the whole thing that either performs for us as homeowners or not so again when we talk about if I'm trying to sell you insulation I'm going to quote you the um, R value of that insulation because it's easy to be credible but when you're putting it in if it's a very difficult insulation type to install then I just want to talk about the material because when I talk about the assembly say it's a difficult application maybe it doesn't go in quite the best way it's supposed to and so the U value may not be so good anyway the point being that keep asking questions you don't need to know the answer all you're looking for is interviewing a contractor professional architect designer whatever it is to make sure they know what they're doing just uh, you'll, you'll sense the confidence ask enough questions about things you know a little bit about and and just just be attached to you don't need to know the answer but you do need to find somebody that does uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 on here for hour two lunchtime on KMOX let's get right to the phone lines and talk with my friend Matt hey Matt welcome to lunchtime here how can I help you middle of the day right here on KMOX hey thanks for taking my call so um, I've got about a 10 year old house all brick around the outside, and they poured the uh, front step all in one thing, and uh, it's starting to list, and I think it's a water problem. Yeah. And I was just wondering what the fix to that. Uh, how big is this step? Is it just one step and then one porch stoop? No, or is this it's like probably four steps? 10 feet wide, and it's three steps up, and at the uh, north side, which is uphill, it's a it's still you know up on the stoop on the porch yeah. but then on the south side it's probably two and a half inches wow um, 10 feet wide probably probably three and a half feet tall and you have a door there at that place yeah so that we have a door then there's a porch which is poured and and then yeah. you step down onto the stoop or these steps that i'm talking about yeah well um frankly 
the uh, you have two things going on there. The big chunk of concrete, the whole stoop, the patio, the chunk of concrete with the multiple steps, that is one mass, and it's usually poured in conjunction with the step that goes up underneath the threshold of the door. It is possible to mud jack or raise that concrete big chunk of three steps stoop and get it leveled out. But to do that, you've got to break the cement off underneath the threshold of the door. Usually means taking out at least the threshold. In Mosbyville, we like to take the whole door out if we can, because then we get a chance to flash it from the top to the bottom and make sure the water then inevitably gets behind the door frame, comes out where we want it to. The point being that it is all poured in one piece, um, and, and that's the best way if it doesn't move. When it does move, you have to separate those two off. And the the bottom line here is you wind up uh, breaking out the stoop step underneath the threshold of the door that's usually four inches thick or something like that. And break that out and then um, level the porch so that it's not pushing on your door, your house, or whatever. Uh, usually it's it's hung in there somehow. Get that leveled with a Helitech, somebody that can come in and do slab leveling for you. And then the next thing is you'll need a concrete cement guy to come in and form, pour, and finish that little step that goes underneath the door, then reinstall the door and or threshold. You follow it? Yeah, there's there? actually a poured patio. It's probably four feet that's still level that's you know part of the house so this is like an alcove oh wow so this but the the step was poured outside of that you follow me so So in a separate piece in a separate piece i think yeah just yeah just remove that piece fix the big slab and then put that piece back in that's the long and the short of it yeah you, you follow why on that, Matt, that, it, you know, if you break yeah. that piece out around the door, then you can move this, lift it, you know, slope that, do all kinds of things that, the, you know, the uh, poly uh, leveling guys are really good at. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Good luck, Matt. That's, uh, 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 that's a small problem with a big effect. <laughs> gotcha. Perfect. All right. Take care. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, trying to help you there just a little bit, uh, sometimes with sequence, sometimes with what needs to be done, and sometimes with the next question to ask somebody to find out more. Phone lines 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I've been around here on KMOX for about 24. I think I'm in my 24th year. Anyway, I lose track. It's been a a little bit uh, time, and I just love it. Uh, I love the learning. I love... uh, um, uh, translating, for example, uh, Brian Adcock of Helitech was on. You know, they've got the engineers at Helitech that know all the proper terms and can explain things to the point where they can put you to sleep. Well, Brian's job and my job is to translate into that to normal English where you as consumers can understand that thing. So that's kind of what I do here on Camwex for you. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My day job is Mosby Building Arts. We've been around since 1947 founded by my father uh, and uh, very proud to be part of that company still because it's uh, it, it's just a, a great group of people and uh, they know how to do their thing and they know how to do it to their caring level of pride so uh, uh, we like to do a nice job and uh, we like a high five 
when we're done as well. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I'm going to take a short pause. Come right back for more after this on University of KMOX. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Right here, phone lines open for you on the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Phone line 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll free 800 1120. Let's uh, start with my friend Jim and see what's cooking. Hey, Jim, good afternoon. Welcome to Lunch on Camwex. How can I help, sir? Yes, Hello, Scott, Jim. Uh, I was, yeah. Uh, Jim from Chesterfield? Yes, sir. That's you. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to check with you to see what kind of uh, flooring you recommend for a kitchen. We have uh, currently some 8 inch ceramic uh, tile in that we're going to remove and uh, want to look at something that's maintenance free. Okay. Uh, Maintenance-free, there's a scale and there's also softness. So at my age, I want a fairly soft floor. So number one, what is sustainable? uh, Ceramic tile is sustainable. Uh, You're not going to wear it out. The problem is if you've got small children that drop glass containers on it, it breaks the glass and you get water in there. Thus, you get into a softer floor, maybe maybe a vinyl, a cork, a composite uh, material that's halfway between vinyl and tile, and then you get to a hardwood floor as well. So that's the beginning of it. Then we get to a gym where is the level of the adjacent rooms the same? Do you want that floor to flow out of the kitchen into the family room, into the TV room, into the living room, things like that, because that affects your choice of floor as well, because ceramic tile needs a half inch minimum underlayment uh, cement board or cement base whether hardy board cement duroc or whatever it is so that that has um, a similar basis to it from when they used a mud set in a half inch of of you know cement on the tile so uh, are you going to take this floor out of the kitchen or just in the kitchen alone jim just in the kitchen alone it's a uh, ceramic in the kitchen and then merges into a uh, parquet hardwood in the Okay. Uh, Well, frankly, you can put pretty much any kind of floor in it that you're willing to, but it really has to do with the age of the residents, how they use it, and frankly, how many gallons of juice and milk get spilled on the floor. So if you've got grandchildren or children, then you go back toward kind of a cement or material that is a little more... Uh, water resistant uh, because if you put hardwood floor down which is my personal favorite but you know then I don't have a whole lot of little ones that come flying around on the wood floor but if you spill a gallon of milk you know that water's going down underneath the hardwood and I can't clean it up so again it's which one is sustainable from a maintenance standpoint Um, there is uh, uh, some of your parquets if you will have some moisture cured urethane finishes pre-finished to where you can put some of these hardwood floors so pre-finished wood is uh, pretty strong Uh, if you have dogs that are 50 pounds or bigger or 40 pounds or bigger you can't really do hardwood floor their claws will just scratch up the hardwood floor no matter how good the finish is Um, so long in the short 
Um, ceramic tile is pretty much the toughest. My, my favorite in ceramic tile tends to be a porcelain because it's a very, very hard material. Uh, it's generally very flat. Uh, it's a few dollars more than general normal ceramic tile, but it is, it'll wear out your ankles, knees, and your hips because it's a concrete floor. So keep that in mind. A lot, a lot of things to talk. We go on with this one for two hours, Jim. Uh, so, any, any ideas, any suggestions on uh, the softer floor uh, that is more water-resistant or the most water-resistant one? Um, there are uh, tiles, uh, for example, there are tiles that are a composite. It's kind of like they mix it up out of vinyl and ground-up ceramic tile, and it's kind of a, um artificial tile. We use that a lot. I'm having a, a moment here. can't remember the name of the tile, but we use that a lot at Mosby. It's in 12 by 12 sizes. It comes in uh, you know, 12 by 24 sizes as well, but it's kind of like the old vinyl tile, only harder. So it's really, you know, if you drop a knife on it, you're more likely to bend the knife than you are to cut the floor. Um, well, that and, sounds uh, good. Yeah, it's uh, I I I'm just having that moment there. I can't remember the floor. I'll 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 look it up here so when we it, get off a little bit. Is it is it glued or cemented down or? Yep, it's glued down, and it gets yep. glued down typically to a um, you know, a wood underlayment or flat material. So it does. Um, it's a softer material because the subgrade stays softer, but it's actually a hard surface, and it's only about a quarter of an inch thick. So it's not like, you know, half-inch ceramic tile that's a plate of concrete. Right, right. Yeah, that sounds good. I, <laughs> I'd yeah. like to hear more about that. Yeah, if I, well, stay tuned. I'll I'll dig it up. One, you know, my mind will – as soon as I hang up, I'll remember the name of that tile. So uh, anyway. Is this, is this considered a senior moment then? Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. One of many. I probably had six already today, but you know, yeah, can't can't get them to go away, Jim. So you know, just embrace right. them, and it is what it is. Great. Thank you very much. I'll listen All in. Thank you. All right, Jim. I'll I'll dig it up here, my friend. Uh, let's see what's cooking here. Let's get into another floor with my friend Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Good afternoon. Welcome to CamWex. How can I help you there? I know if you have a recommendation for a. Uh, flooring that would go in a master bath and an adjoining closet and it would butt up to a hardwood floor uh are there children and how wet is this floor going to be um there are no children regularly this is in a villa and um normally the floor does not get a lot of moisture but since it is a bath i would like something that's either really water resistant or waterproof <clears throat> okay okay uh i would go back frankly again if you've got wood adjacent uh wood is a choice but it is more of an engineered wood which uh, is made up like plywood so it is more dimensionally stable if you mop it with a wet um, mop, it, it, it's not really going to warp on you or whatever. It stays very stable. It's moisture resistance, although not waterproof. So there are engineered floors in wood. Uh, it's not your typical three-quarter or half-inch solid, you know, lumber wood that we know as normal wood floor. Um, but it's uh, that would be a first choice as well. It's soft. Uh, it it maintains easily, has a good look. You can finish it in whatever color. They come in pre-finished colors as well. And then likewise, it's the same floor I'm trying to think of. A ceramic 
tile is a very good choice for bathrooms, but it's just, again, as I was uh, discussing with Jim, it's just a very hard material, and it, it's tough on joints, you know, of ankles, knees, and hips. So, you know, that's the issue that... Uh, I think maybe what you're talking about is what they term a luxury vinyl tile. Yeah, it's a Perhaps. little, it's, yeah, luxury vinyl is a very good choice uh, because it's a soft material installed over a wood underlayment. Um, this is a little uh, harder, uh, both for the joints and the wearing that I'm describing. I'm uh, having, again, a senior moment on that. We'll dig that up, so I'll Does figure it out. come but, in a smaller um, square other than the 12 by 12? Because this is a regu- not a really small bathroom, but not a large bathroom and not a huge closet. So yeah. I feel that maybe a 12-inch tile would maybe be a little overwhelming. Well, your luxury vinyl comes in strips like wood, so you can get out. Of, and a lot of the luxury vinyls don't really have much of a joint look, so it tends to... Uh, model out into one solid material you know based on what you're saying i i i do kind of like your your thought along the luxury vinyl it's uh we used to use vinyl composite which actually was kind of a hard version of vinyl you could actually break it you know it was brittle where you could crack it like a you know like a biscuit um but uh, vinyl tends to be much more pliable, softer, uh, forgiving. And now that you're getting it in some of the higher quality materials, you know, they're pretty good looking. Now, would that be used with, with or without grout? And which would be best? Uh, would it be used with or without what? Grout. Uh, no, typically without grout. Uh, the one I was talking about does have a kind of caulk grout in it, but the vinyl floors, and, and when we say luxury vinyl, there are probably 120 to 150 choices. Uh, most do not have grout. They go down like old-time uh, vinyl floor tiles, and mo- they are hard to find other than the 12 by 12 until you get into the wood strips that might be 4 inches by 18 inches, things like that. Well, since I have the wood uh, strip hardwood flooring in the adjacent bedroom, I thought maybe something different than a strip would look better. I would agree. I would agree. I would I would go back to a, well, your vinyl can look like tile, too. It doesn't have to look like wood, but you're just going to have to pick the best. This is where a designer really helps with you. This is, this is what you know what you like, you know what you don't like. But this is where a professional designer, uh, even the flooring people, just invite them out to your house. Uh, they typically will come out and help you pick that color and look. Um, there may be an additional charge for that, you know, from the flooring suppliers. But frankly, there are people that can real. All they do is add confidence to the decision you are already making. I just kind of wanted to get your expert opinion before I go that route. Another question I have is. How do you go about assessing the need for heating and air conditioning and especially humidity control in a lower level? Oh, my. I'm considering finishing off the lower level of my villa, and I've noticed that it does get kind of humid. I've never had any leaking water or it's yeah. not excessive, but I, you know, to be comfortable, how do you go about assessing those needs? Jackie, can I put you on hold? I'm running out of time here. I've got to go to a break, and we can come back and talk this later if you don't I'll mind. hold. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Take a short pause and be right back. 
Something you guys call the exurbs. Weekdays at 11. It's St. Louis Talks. Forget the suburbs. It's the exurbs. What is that? Where is that? It's further out. Why are people going beyond the suburbs now? Yeah, in my day, they call it the boonies. Do you know what? Exactly. The boonies. The yeah. sticks. Yeah. yeah the the sticks. sticks. You don't have yeah. to come up with a new name for it. Just call it what everyone yeah. else calls it. But I don't know if people want to say, I want to move to the sticks. I Why think not? My, my husband would say, I just don't want neighbors. Carol, Ryan, and Bo. St. Louis Talks. Weekdays at 11 on KMOX. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together. Uh, after talking with Jim and Jackie and doing a little bit of checking, actually one of the designers from Mosby Building Arts texted me, it's Alterna. It's an Armstrong product, but there are other brands that do this as well. Alt, A-L-T-E-R-N-A, Alterna. And I crudely describe it as a vinyl tile with kind of very hard composite chips into it. So I call it a kind of a crossover between ceramic tile and vinyl harder than vinyl but much softer than ceramic and it goes down in tile sizes various sizes and shapes anyway so jim there it is uh the the part the one i was trying to remember was alterna uh, i would look into that that's uh actually it's fairly affordable goes in pretty easily performs well and is pretty doggone hard also for you jackie jackie i'll come back on the uh, basement heating and cooling because that's a long conversation and i need to move through these other questions questions on people that have been waiting very patiently. Let's go see what's happening with my friend Norrin. Hey, Norrin, good afternoon. Welcome to lunch on Camoex. How can I help? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good, sir. Good, sir. Okay, this is a short question. No, on the insulation that's in the ceiling, underneath the bedroom, that is the fiberglass material. I just want to know, how can you tell if that's either fireproof or fire resistant? Uh, in what location here, Norrin? It's and these joints under the bedroom section of the house. Okay, uh, fiberglass. Do you under have any paper uh, under the? How old is your house? Uh, Fifty years old. Fifty years old. Um, what color is that fibrous insulation? Is it pink or white? Kind of a greenish color. Okay. Is it a fiber like a fiberglass? It is fiberglass. Okay. Uh, well, fiberglass has a uh, fire rating, so it is kind of a fire-resistant material. It is not the same as covering your basement, uh, your garage ceiling with uh, fire code drywall, though. But uh, it is suitable for that location where you have it. So if I put fireproof drywall over that, it would be okay? Yes, sir. But keep in mind, the insulation does only the insulation, and you need that fire code or type X, X like Xavier, type X fire code drywall that gets put up on that ceiling in the um, the shared floor. That's what makes the fire separation, not the insulation. Good question. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, this is a, a little bit harder question. Uh-huh. When they uh, poured the foundation to the house, the forms, when they took the tires out, I believe they left one of the holes open and they didn't plug it up correctly. Yeah. But when, yeah. The, back, when the backyard gets saturated with water, water's going to find that hole and it's going to come come through the wall. Yeah. I know one of the things they did to try to show it up, they put some brick over and, and fire and some uh, waterproofing, but that doesn't seem to be doing the trick. So I was wondering yeah. if you had any ideas. How big is that hole? Like a quarter of an inch? Whatever, how big that tire is. It's probably about a little bit more than an eighth of an inch. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe a quarter of an inch. 
that's just the snap tie, uh, Norin. So there's a piece of steel that goes all the way through that concrete. Water gets to it. It rusts. It rusts out, so you wind up with an eighth-inch hole. The best way to get at that is to do an epoxy injection, just like a Helitech crack repair, to those holes. And sometimes it takes a lot of those uh, because it really is a highway. It's a hole right through your foundation, an eighth-inch in diameter. So I would I would get a, a foundation epoxy repair guy to, to inject those. Okay, so do you have to do it from the outside or the inside? Uh, inside, believe it or not. It, it's kind of yeah. interesting. They flush it all out with an alcohol because alcohol evaporates. It's not like water that keeps wet and keeps the epoxy from working. So it's kind of a cool thing to watch if you get a chance to watch them. It's, uh, it's worth the ticket. Okay, sounds good. Okay, thank you. Good luck, Norrin. Take care. Oh, Home improvement. Right, right. Does do that? Does Hewlett-Tech do that? Yeah, they do. The, the, they will do that that uh, epoxy injection or urethane injection. They know the difference and where to properly put that. You bet, Norrin. Okay. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. See ya. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Norrin had an issue about insulation. There is a, a code requirement of fire separation. For example, if your car catches on fire, you, you need to slow down that fire before you burn down the rest of the house. So that's the purpose of the fire code type X or fire code drywall that goes on a wall or a ceiling between the house and uh, the the. Uh, garage. Uh, so Norrin had that on the ceiling there. Uh, next up, let's see what's cooking here. How about Debbie? Hey, Debbie, Scott Mosby, how can I help you? Hi, Scott. Hello. Um, my husband is a handyman, so he swaps out garbage disposals and dishwashers and does plumbing. But okay. we have an upstairs apartment where the cold water was running slow. Hot mm-hmm. water was fine, but the cold water was running slow. So, of course, first solution was to buy a new faucet. Okay, it's been installed, and it's a Kohler um, product, um, but the cold water is still running slow. Okay, you've got the... the you, you have a, yeah, process of elimination here, Debbie. There, uh, there should be a shutoff underneath that, in that cabinet below, a turnoff, a stop, and oftentimes that is a small passageway. I would rebuild or replace the shutoff on that uh, place right there because that is a narrow passageway where uh, mineral deposits love to build up. So not only on the faucet, but in that shutoff there. And if not that one, then you go down in the basement for the next shutoff because these little places are where that mineral deposit builds up. Sometimes if you get the same brand, for example, you have a Nibco, N-I-B-C-O, uh, shutoff that's in line on the pipe downstairs or on the wall. You can just unscrew the whole body after you shut the water off to the house and just buy a new faucet, buy a new stop and just put the guts back in. You don't even have to solder anything if you match them exactly. So it can get to be pretty easy. You see what I mean? Okay. But you just keep you just keep going up line on where would Mother Nature deposit mineral. Okay, sounds Pretty good. I'll pass the information on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, your husband will understand what I'm saying. So he'll, you know, that'll, he'll know, he may not like the answer because sometimes you have to go out and replace about four of these things before you get the water flowing. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Especially under the sink. Amen. On his back. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah, we love that. Oh, joy. Uh-huh. All right, Deb. All right. Take Thanks care. so much. All righty. Bye bye. Home improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Take a short pause. We'll be right back for more after this on KMOX. 
The Cards continue their weekend series against the Pirates tonight at Bush Stadium. And you can hear the game here. Emlyn Pregame Show 520. First pitch 615. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX and KMOX.com. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together. Ho, ho, ho. Let's uh, go see if we can uh, talk to my friend Chris, see what's cooking here. Hey, Chris, good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. Hey, question. I got a shed, an outdoor shed. I got water running in there. Uh, Well, not running in there, but I got a water line in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, When's a good time of year to winterize those? Uh, generally when I get sometime around Thanksgiving and I've got underground water, uh, the good news is, is if you get a 30 to 28 degree overnight freeze, if your water pipe is run underground, generally it's protected. But my rule of thumb is when I start getting cold working around the outside of the house, it's time to winterize that. And what that would mean for you is basically shut off the water and basically blow it out with compressed air so that you're removing the water from inside that pipe so that there's nothing inside that pipe left except a little condensation to freeze and split that pipe. Gotcha, gotcha. You ever had any experience with water lines breaking in the wintertime? Oh, man. Oh, uh, hundreds. (laughs) Painful all. Uh, The water line is easy to fix. It's the damage that the water leakage uh, does to the homes that gets into thousands, tens, and hundreds of thousands sometimes. So, you know, you're you're lucky that it's outdoors, but still blow that water out. And you may have to solder something up or put a new fitting in. But uh, I, I gen- ju- it's just like an irrigation company that when the sprinkler guys come out to winterize your uh, irrigation, uh, they they can do it for you. It's generally $150 or something like that to blow out your pipe. But it's a lot more than that to replace it if you get it wrong. Gotcha, gotcha. You ever raise the lake level by having a water line break? <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. You know the story, huh? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I had a $57,000 one month water uh, bill. So I, I know whereof you speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, have a good one. Thank you. Okay, fun. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Uh, let's see what's cooking next. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about Jeff? Hey, Jeff, what's cooking? How can I help you this fine afternoon on X? Hello, Scott. Uh, thanks for your show. A um, couple of questions, one about an existing deck and another about an existing basement floor. Okay. Um, the, the deck, I think, has been attached incorrectly. So it's an mm-hmm. early 80s-style house, uh, cedar siding that goes, it's vertical, Mm-hmm. Uh, siding, if that makes any sense. Remember that old stuff? Um, yeah, plywood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, this is solid cedar. Okay. It's hung and groove cedar. It's about nine, ten inches wide. Sure. Uh, but anyway, Shipling. so that's attached yeah. to the exterior of the house. That The problem is the, uh, you know, I don't know, it's called the band board or the board that attaches to the, to the house uh, yes. to provide structure for the deck is attached to that siding. Yes. And as a result, you know the story there, right? Water gets down between those little slots that are in the siding, and the siding is now rotted out in places and so forth. So yes. um, if I were to go back and fix this, 
how do I fix that correctly? Because there's supposed to be some kind of flashing between the siding and the deck uh, structure, correct? Yes, you um, must you must do that, and you have to put something solid in between. The way we at Mosby have done this, and this sounds pretty funky, but it's how we go about doing it. We basically put a leg, a couple of legs or supports on that ledger, and we literally move or bend or or pull the deck away from the house an inch or two and then do the best we can to replace something in and flash on it. Uh, usually on a retrofit like that, uh, you put the flashing in. The problem is, is it's so costly to do this on an old deck that mo- more commonly it's done when the deck gets replaced because it's, you know, it's real easy to perform properly when you're building a new deck and putting a new ledger on. But if you've got treated lumber on that structure, then that deck is going to stay being pretty good it's you know and and you basically support the deck pull it away from the house and do open wall surgery and then you'd through bolt with bolts uh on that old stuff so that we're tightening nuts inside the house and outside on the deck as well we don't use any of the new you know threaded fasteners on those because we just don't trust that old lumber so you're actually i'm sorry my head's spinning a little bit here so a couple of things one so I'm probably going to resurface the deck anyway, so all that's going to be left is the, the, the structure itself. Perfect. So take all the decking the off. Whole... There you yeah. go. Take take all the decking off, remove all the fasteners, drop columns, 4x4s, four 6x6, four, six six, whatever you can connect to it. And, and if you can, hop the deck away from the house or just lean it away from the house. You're only going to get two or three inches at best, and then uh, see what you're up against uh, with putting in new solid. And and oftentimes with that siding, if we're going to properly flash it, then we might put in, you know, a a, a Duroc material in there, something that doesn't rot, or an Azek uh, vinyl material lumber that uh, doesn't have that. And then we sheet over that with one or two layers of, you know, waterproofing membrane, and then bolt the thing back. Back on the house very labor intensive oh my gosh oh, oh yeah my gosh. well get a quote on it that'll really make you say oh my gosh <laughs> well i'm thinking i was thinking i was going to hire this out until you describe it and i'm like i mean i can't afford to pay somebody to do this i'm gonna do it myself Right. Well, the issue, and now you're catching on to why it's it gets done later when the deck gets replaced, because it's a it's a big deal. And and if you put all that money on that good decking, this is how you're getting decks, you know, that fall off the side of houses and wind up on TV and radio and people getting sued. It's a big deal. This is you can really hurt some people with that ledger not properly installed and flash it. Yeah. Well, fortunately, this deck's only a foot and a half off the ground, so if it fell. People might be well, uncomfortable, but they probably would be severely hurt. Well, then, Jeff, that's that's perfect. For I would unbolt this thing from the posts, and I would literally hop that deck away from the house about a foot and a half. If it's yep. only a foot okay. and a half tall, you know what I mean. And it sounds kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but you can yeah. make your you can make the space for that by literally just making it self standing, hop it away from the house. I mean, you can take two three weeks to repair if you want. So would you when you so you're going to have to, I'm going to have to remove part of the siding in order to to expose the the uh the the structure of the house for lack of a better right. word and right. and you're saying I've only got about lay, 20 seconds would, here yep. you're, so you would you're lay have, rock in there um I, I would probably do azec first before I do something like that um 
uh, or any kind of a material that does not rot because it's going to be wet and damp. Um, but you're going to be able to dig that stuff out with your hand, I'm afraid, because it, if, you, if it's that old, that, that siding is just going to be mush. So anyway, got to go. <clears throat> uh, yeah, but I would hop this thing away, Jeff, and go at it that way. Uh, Jackie, Mary, my apologies for not being able to get back. And Jackie, for heaven's sakes, it take me forever. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, back for more.